Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, funny yeah. squirrel story. You know, sometimes you just feel like you're you're losing your mind. So I'm walking down the street on my way to work, and then um, so I always wear two rings now. Instead of my engagement ring, I wear like a a turquoise ring that my grandmother gave me, and then I got myself this opal ring that I always wear. And it the opal slid off my finger, and because it was so symbolic and important to me I was really stressed about losing it and there's all these fall leaves all over the ground so I'm just in the street like on all fours just looking for these this ring and all these leaves and then I see this really nice like happy looking normal couple and they're kind of just staring at me like what's going on there and it's also like cold right so you've got oh, like a jacket freezing. and like you know a hat on like all these different things right I look probably crazy and then so you know I get up and I, I found my ring and I look over at them, and I see them staring at me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, this must look really strange. I just lost, like, a really important ring to me, but I found it. And then the guy is, like, the super chill Portland hippie couple. He's like, oh, no worries. We just thought you were a squirrel person. <laughs> <laughs> like, just bending over, yeah. rustling in the leaves. Yeah. Well, S- small notes of joy for all that pain I just dropped. Hey, friends, big day. Stacy and I, as you know, have been working on our rendition, a playfully sincere rendition, we call it, of the Tao Te Ching, something that's been really important for us, largely because we wanted to be able to phrase things for our own use, for the work that I might do in teaching or Stacy might do in yin yoga, but most importantly, something just for our lives that really spoke to what we have found in this ancient text of Chinese wisdom. There are a lot of Tao Te Ching translations out there, different paraphrases. Uh, some are more academic, some are more spiritual. This is not me doing my academic thing. This is something that is our best attempt to capture each of the chapters of the Tao Te Ching. And uh, you can get that if you want to see how we do it at uh, Amazon. And the other thing is uh, important is we're kind of interested in telling you in a future show uh, just a little bit about the fun things uh, and the heavy things that went into the last version of our text. And uh, we're, we're kind of excited about that. One thing you should know is we really did tailor this for folks who are coming out of a more authoritarian ideology or institutional religion, but they still want some kind of reflective, maybe even mystical contemplation time and uh, something to really stimulate that. That's what we use it for. The Tao Te Ching helps us just to stay balanced and, uh, and to kind of get our attention focused on facing reality without freaking out uh, and, and kind of flexing with it. Uh, so that's out there. Please do pick it up if you want to help us out a little bit. Hey, get it for a friend uh, for a holiday or something, um, but to also review it if you, if you like it. Today's show is about spiritual bypassing and other New Age pitfalls. We have ghosted church. We still love Jesus, and uh, we'll be telling you more about some work we're doing on that that will be coming out, we'll be releasing as well. But... Uh, along the way, we've started to have a little bit of fun dabbling in the new agey world and some of those adjacent spaces. We dig the mythical. We dig the magical. We dig our cool found Hecate um, candle <laughs> candelabra. We love our oracle cards. Uh, I like uh, I like getting uh, acupuncture, but we want to let you listeners know, especially if you're kind of following us and our exploration of having come out of the world of conservative 
Christian spaces and kind of entered into some of these other playgrounds. Uh, you know, how do you keep your wits about yourself when you go into those zones? And so really this is this is something relatively new for us. And I think if you've been around the new age scene for a while, maybe you'll be interested in hearing what we think about some of the similarities even between maybe toxic ways or unhelpful ways that new age spirituality can go um, that we re- we recognize as perhaps things that we saw in evangelical Christianity in America. But in any case, we love the mindfulness. We love the mysticism. We're not knocking all this. We are just basically saying, don't be naive as you go in. Focus more on digging deep, we think, into the ancient roots of things and not just follow some guru that's trying to make a little bit of money on social media. Um, But uh, as much as we dig the vibe, kind of giving you uh, a little uh, way in which we've rolled through that. And toward the end of the show, we're also going to be talking because Sydney's with us back again, our dear Sydney, she's going to be jumping in. And we're going to talk a little bit about spiritual bypassing as it relates to dealing with grief and maybe some of the ways that uh, we can give people advice on how to to respond if somebody in your life is uh, suffering some kind of loss and um, we do all this with much love and uh, an attempt to be good-natured about it, but these are sincere and, and serious things. So if you're ready to join us on this part of the exploration, let's go. Like every day being out, seeing a new place. That was pretty cool. Now I'm in this house and I just bark all day because <laughs> people pissed. come by. <laughs> yeah. I see kids on bicycles. I don't trust that shit. They get into my trash can. No, the ladies are here talking about our dog, Bindi, who used to live this really crazy nomadic lifestyle in the RV or the Delica. And now uh, got really excited because it is the kind of dog, you know, she's the kind of dog that really likes to be in a warm house, uh, but then gets bored and wants to go back out, really <laughs> doesn't want to go for a walk, just wants to go to the bar. Yeah, she wants to go to the bar. Pretty much if wa- walks happen, all she wants to do is smell the other dogs. Um, so she's smelling trees and grass and wanting to rub her face and some of that stuff. <laughs> oh, What and do you then- have to say, Bims? Well, she doesn't like it when we podcast. That's just step one. So now she's really pissed because there's all yeah. three of us and yeah. she's and she's appealing to Sydney so because she says, no, don't bar. do the podcast. No, she doesn't want to go to the park. She wants bar. to go to the bar. That's right. That's right. But Bindi, you're going to have to let this happen. We did say that in dog years, she's probably hitting her, you know, she's probably about 21-ish or something maybe. So <laughs> if that's the case, uh, yeah, she's rearing to go out and Sid is her best bud to... Yes. To go out on the town, so she tries yeah. to. Even convince. though we took her out the other day, uh, of course we do. But we're mom and dad. Did we so take her out cool. last night, or did we go by ourselves? We took uh, no. her. Oh yeah, yeah. see, her. she's she's spoiled. All right, of course she All is. Right. <laughs> we are, you- are talking today about the different ways in which you can get into some trouble. You can get some pitfalls uh, that you that you come across in the new age world. Something kind of new, you know, for us. Not entirely new. We've always kind of been. In, in, in embracing some of that vibe, uh, you know, uh, ever since we used to, you know, get excited about hanging out with the, the, the hippies over at Joshua Tree. You know, we love this stuff. But I've got a question for you. Each of you respond in your own way. Thumbs up, thumbs down, 
thumbs to the side in terms of how much this is something you kind of find effective or interesting. All right? And I'll, I'll start. Chakras. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put chakras at a, a thumbs middle. I, I appreciate it as a way to focus my my kind of meditation, but I don't take them, I don't really think about them a lot. I don't, that doesn't really work for me as much. What do you think, Stace? I Shockers. must say that that is actually one of my most, um, I guess, under-researched or, you know, areas of, you uh, know, yeah. like with yoga. So I, you know, I hate to say too much, but I have definitely attended some webinars and things like that. It does, to me, feel like one of the things that lesen- resonates the least with yeah, me. Yeah, okay, so like in the but, same. But I guess I would say that it, I also really have never done acupuncture, even though I do work at a wellness center that they do Mm. acupuncture. And I do know that a lot of like with the chakras, I'm not that acupuncture is the same thing, but it is like getting at these energy centers. And, and I, so I do think though, um, that there might be something there that I have not explored and I have no idea. So I really can't speak to that piece of it. Um, but like I said, it, there's still something that feels a little bit more hokey in my mind. Uh, and then the only About other... About the chakras. Uh, yes. Yeah, right, right. And then the only other thing, too, um, there was a... In my yoga teacher training, we did this whole sort of like restorative type session that um, there were... You know, there was like a, a, a position that we were in and then kind of reflecting on some of the things surrounded... Um, around, you know, each of the chakras. And yes. I found that as a very helpful tool. So the things that I think it's important um, to focus on the various concepts or aspects of our lives that, you know what I mean, that can be yeah. incorporated within, you know, the thought of what is supposed to be held at the chakra, like your voice, you know, um, for the throat chakra, right? Like, and reflecting on, you know, have you know, do you know what, do you, have you found your voice yet? Do you express that to the world? Have you been able to, you know what I mean? Express yourself, that kind of thing. And it's very important, I think, to reflect on some of those concepts um, and putting a position to your body is helpful in that. Take it out of your head. Mm-hmm. So and then, what do you th- and oh. get yourself attached back to you, you, your body, your, you know, your touching and feeling yeah. and, you know, anyway. Focus him back. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say. I almost think the chakras are more real than I give them credit for because I have like specifically felt chakras through various things. Like acupuncture is one of them, where like I felt it in my whole spine, and I don't know. I don't pay enough attention to it. I think as much as I would like to, just because when I have like felt my chakras, it's been very powerful as yeah. experience. So I don't know. You should definitely stick some needles in here. Yeah, you should definitely no, do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fine. Now, you don't have to let me illegally do it. Oh, no, no, I, 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 can love... get, I can do it at my work. <laughs> and we should my, say... Stay... My boss will do it. Yeah. She even said that I should... I, you know, I need to be able to try each of the modalities. Now, and... some of these questions, Stacey, you should just... You can just stay out of because you are, you know, like it's a conflict of interest, right? Like you... Like this is your... This is partly your world. You work in with a wellness center. Mm-hmm. I like to go for the... Uh, massages Mm -hmm. from people who really understand intuitively the body. It's a very different kind of experience 
the same thing as Fusion Body Works up by us at Sydney. We've love we've time used massage that. there. Uh, but basically, when somebody understands almost like a spirituality of your body, yeah. and they kind of can feel, you can communicate that. There is a difference between that and just somebody who's yes, just pounding your pounding. And your, I will uh, say that I have witnessed various clients come in and you know, not being able to move their hand and, you know, and like, couldn't even like really be able to do the work that they are supposed to do on a daily basis, come in for acupuncture. And that's the only thing that allows them to continue to work. I love it. Yeah. And there's, um, you know, there's another Vietnam vet couldn't even walk now is walking in and out. No, no, he's walking in and out of the building. He he could barely walk with a walker, yeah. wow. but with this is, acupuncture, this is the acupuncture and massage yeah. combination. He is able. He's Tell now some. walking. Okay, let me keep going. This is actually supposed to be a speed round, <laughs> but this is fun. Mm-hmm. I like this better. I don't want it to be a speed round. If you got this, is great. But I, I just have these like this list of things. I'm just curious. Uh, cupping, thumbs yeah. up, thumbs middle, thumbs down. So I. I have only had one experience with cupping and it was in combination um, with the chiropractor. And it was actually while I was at work, all of a sudden uh, my back kind of went out and I was in so much pain. I was like, I was in tears. I was crying. After the cupping? No, before. before. And so then um, they, you know, they found a time there was a break in patients and uh, you know, the, the chiropractor saw me and did some cupping and did some adjustments and I got better. So like it, I was able to move after. So it, it wasn't just the feeling, but it really it made your body different. Right. So, and the idea, um, you know, with cupping, they say it's especially helpful if you've had certain injuries and stuff. So like accidents and things like that, it helps to increase the blood flow to certain areas. They say that it also helps um, with, if you're like, are under the weather <laughs> and not yeah. feeling as well. Um, it can help even with that. I don't, I don't know all of, you know, the pieces to it, but I will say that I've had people come in and swear by cupping yeah. and, right. and have found, okay. they have found healing. In now it. what's interesting is we, I don't think three years ago we knew what cupping was really maybe five years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a thing. It's kind so, of becoming a newer thing now. I feel like five years ago, no one even really talked about no. it. But I love it. I think it's good because it pulls the root of your problem muscle <laughs> up and out. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like as, it. As opposed to pushing it yeah, into you. I've yeah. had a massage where it's like, oh, that made like a sore muscle feel better. But this cupping, it like suctioned the root of my problem muscle and like pulled it out of my back. Mm. Yeah, it's a big fan. <laughs> I think that all of these things you're saying are true, except I don't think I'm ever going to do it again because I don't like the feeling of like circulation being messed with. I don't like knowing about my blood. It's just, it puts me up in my head. It feels really good for that a second. It doesn't bother me, but oh. I will say it is pretty gnarly when you have like what looks like giant ass welts all over your yes. body. It yes. leaves you with these bruises and I don't like bruising. It's like, it's, it's also, more just a phobia kind of thing. People kind of wear them as, as badges. and as Especially in Orange County. Mm-hmm. In Orange County, it's like, I went cupping today. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it's it, like that affluence of the spa. Okay, but it is kind of like what you get from acupuncture without using the needles. So for some people, some people might like it better if you're just scared of needles. I happen to not be scared of needles. I'm kind of a masochist. It's interesting to me that, yeah, you would be all in favor of acupuncture and not so much about cupping. To me, it just seems because you don't like shots. It's because I don't like like fluid. I don't like like your blood taken out. You see, so the needle, I don't mind putting a needle in me. I don't mind getting jabbed. 
It's that part where they push suck out your blood. They suck out something or push something in. <laughs> I, I don't even like talking about it. I was the same way with that. Like oh, he could oh, yes, sit he there and get a giant chest tattoo and be like totally relaxed, but a vaccine or like a <laughs> blood draw was like I had to make him go like a small child. Like it would be yeah, a huge deal. No, and I I mean when he was a child, I had to help pin down him as like a, a middle schooler, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. so that we could give him his his vaccinations that he needed like it was it was rough you know and I you know you feel so horrible too like you know as a parent like I don't know but it's funny like full chest tattoo fine (laughs) that's it that's it last one on the quiz game here like just the kind of the opening you know salvo um we have in our house a an ionizing salt lamp classic hippie move here the salt lamp with the ionizing salt from Tibet or something, or the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Very new agey. Uh, what's your vibe with it? What's, well, your, what's your magical vibe? I will say that I love what it looks like when it's on. Um, even campfire. in this, in even in the same way that we have um, that one. I don't know what do you call it, like a diffuser thing that has scents that come out and it lights up and it changes oh, yeah. colors. Yeah. Like there's certain things that are fun and vibey. Yes. I don't know if, if it has any real like healing effects. I, I have never looked into research. and I'm sure it's real. I just love it because it makes me happy in my heart when I look at it, which is, I mean, we have, for anyone who's never been to our new home, we have lots of kind of little trinkets and stuff like that. I think that just kind of helps you mentally center yourself. Like I couldn't live in a just totally... Like how Kim and Kanye did the all white walls minimalist thing. Yeah. To oh, me, that just feels that's soul what hell looks like. Everyone thinks yeah. hell is <laughs> like heavy like metal. You like wish hell was heavy metal. Heavy me- hell is like Ladera Ranch, California. Everything is a shade <laughs> of white off white. You know, man, I, I love <laughs> I love wood. I love the deeper, darker colors. Yeah. We got the kind of wood you can use the old English. I love earthy. With, you know, it's very nice. I hope they don't kick us out because our landlord came the other day. Took pictures. Took pictures. We could tell because we uh, were watching him on our, our ring camera. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, what's this guy we want? Are, At first, we're, okay, we're, we're always so scarred. We're thinking, does this guy have, does this, like, is this guy going to try to find where there's like a scratch from the dog or something? No. <laughs> this dude doesn't care about that stuff. He's just trying to figure out if he's going to turn this into uh, apartments. We're going to get gentrified. We were only gentrifying the place like for like 15 like yeah. months and then they're going to gentrify yeah, I mean, us out of here. Yeah. I'm, first of all, I am, I think none of us are in any position no. to want to move at this point. So Definitely. I just, no, I don't think we have I, enough like money to actually move our stuff across I, the street. I, I this feels no. soul crushingly horrific. It does. Okay. Let's, let's get out of that one. Anyway. I'm going to spiritual bypass that sad moment for a second and ask, finally, this is something that I love. These are, these are spirit cleansing. You get rid of all your demons and your imps. These these meditation bells. I'm gonna give this a big thumbs up. I take this if I'm feeling bad. The only two things that can can clear out all the demons out of the house would be that sound. Okay, that one. They're gonzos. Nothing wrong. Everything's cool now. <laughs> and then the second is the Palo Santo incense. But Stacy, the the bells. How, how much does that rock in your your uh, spiritual world? The. Do you need me to do it again for you? <laughs> Go for it. Ow! Don't make me leave. Yeah. We liked it here. Let us stay. <laughs> no, I'm being silly. 
no, I, so I do like it. Um, and I think especially used, you know, like I, I have incorporated it in yoga classes, I think, um, at the end of, uh, yes. I think that like th- that kind of wakes people back. There's up. a, yeah. there's a, a, a time and a ritual for everything. There's a little piece of it, um, that does remind me of, um, church and that's when you're inviting, you know, Ah. God or Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. Service, like when so. we would go to like at the Headington Quarry mm-hmm. c- Cathedral or not the Cathedral, the little church there. When they say this is my body, then all the bells ring because mm-hmm. Jesus showed up. And so it that was for us. It felt like even though we were like we're groovy with all the the high church stuff, it was like a little too superstitious for yeah, us. Yeah, it was know? a little superstitious. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I don't have that same feeling because to me, these kinds of things sound different, but yes. I also have less like religious trauma. So that's well, it was like in school. Like the, the other day I was playing in school. I always play instrumental music while we're doing our crafts and work and, and engineering projects. And I asked the kids, you know, what did they... Like, what do they want to hear, you know? And they want to say German music. So I was getting tired of, like, the polka stuff. So I put on, uh, I put on some, you know, some composer. And, but it started out, the first track was organ. And, the, like, some of the kids are, no, we're not having this sound. Mm. And it is interesting. Unless it sounds like Halloween, nobody wants to hear the mm. organ. A magnificent True. instrument co-opted by uh, the man, you know. But, but, uh, yeah, but so as far I, as I do goes, like the sound. It just, it has to be used appropriately, I would say, um, for it not. Yeah. For me, like, you know, I don't want it. Anyway, certain times and places. Sydney, you were saying about this? I really like it. To me, it just feels like it does cleanse and reset Mm -hmm. energies. I think also if I'm feeling anxious or something like that, it really does kind of bring me back into, like, a a meditative space where I can kind of deal with my anxiety or whatever it is. Um, definitely love the incense. I mean, mm-hmm. I would have like five incense holders blasting yes. like twenty four seven. Sydney and I would have this place <laughs> yeah. looking like a hot box of, of <laughs> incense uh, odors. And yeah. I will say that I have come a long way. <laughs> yes, you have with incense, and I do like the the Palo Santo incense. Um, You're never going to complain about that one. No, not at all. And then there's there's definitely some other ones too um, that uh, I I appreciate. There. It can be overwhelming at times. Uh, certain fla- uh, some some of the other you know sense of incense. It just depends on you know what it is. But I have come to a um, a point where it is now associated with um, like meditation and peacefulness, and um, and so I don't find it as jarring as what I used to. Um, it also probably makes a difference that our house is it's a single story so it's like a little wider rather than trying to put incense in a like a, a two room college dorm. Yeah. You know, um given that I am sensitive to stronger smells. Yeah, we have enough space. It, it, you have to be careful because a lot of the stuff was made to be maybe burned in a church or something, mm-hmm. you know, like our, our Ethiopian so friends down the road. You burn that thing in a studio apartment, it's gonna go boop, 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 boop. So if we've burnt it in our camper truck or yes, you know, and that would be a little much a, for you there sometimes. Can be a little, it can be a little overwhelming. Um and so I would just say the space matters. Um, probably also there are certain times in the month I'm more sensitive to smells, so mm-hmm. that matters. But for the most part, uh, I think I have really drastically changed my opinion on incense to, um, to enjoying it. Now, check this out. So here's why I'm asking all about this. Now, incense is a little different thing. That's, you know, how much you, you dig it. Um, there was somebody I was talking to today. It was really heavy. Uh, she said, uh, 
if she, I was asking, if you went to uh, boarding school, what, was, what would be one thing you would take with you? Like, what would be the one thing you would take with you that wasn't necessary, but something that, you, that would be really helpful? And I think, I think she said her mom's perfume. Mm. Oh, that's sweet. Because the sense of smell transports you faster than almost anything. Yeah. Like, it's like that smell. It is really like it's, well, it, I still have a box of, like, T-shirts that smell bad by my bed because yeah. it's just comforting. Yeah, not weird. Scent. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, but that, let's leave that one aside. But I, I kind of mentioned all those things because in some senses, I do want to recognize that a lot of that's, oh, uh, what about crystals? I forgot to say crystals. Yeah, really quick though, I do want to go back <clears throat> to smells because okay, okay. I was just like, I don't know. It was really weird because it was also kind of near Halloween, but I was walking outside and it smelled like Halloween. And Ah, uh, yes. I have no idea how that works. But do you but know, it does like, work. when you go into a, a costume shop or whatever, like there's the, I mean, I don't know. There's that smell, but like there's Halloween, Halloween has a smell. There of course is a Thanksgiving smell. <clears throat> yes. There's Thanksgiving smells. There's, um, and there's obviously like that late summer smell. Mm-hmm. And there's the smell, um, like after a rain, especially in, like in California, cause it doesn't rain all that oh, often. Oh, that's a great smell. And the eucalyptus leaves. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. that's so, not a bad smell. Anyway, there's, yeah, there's lots of, and then of course, <laughs> what is all too common when it's windy now is the smell of fire. That's pretty, you know, that comes pretty obvious. Yeah. But Santa Ana winds in California used to have like a, a, a smell and an energy to yes. it, but now it's just associated with fires, unfortunately. Yeah, and it, it is a little always, bit more fuego. And it didn't to, used to, to always around. be that way, but yeah, um, that's, that's unfortunate. But I true. will say that, yeah, that smells are heavy and they really can literally transport me to a whole nother time and place super, super fast. Let, but let me ask you a couple more. I forgot to ask them. I'm sorry. This is crystals. still lightning round. You're saying crystals. Crystals. What do you think about crystals? You got yourself a little bag of all the different like spiritual mm. crystals. I think they're fantastic. Sydney's on with the, with the is crystal. definitely amethyst. But I don't know. To me, it's just nice, especially if you're feeling like you're going through something difficult or rough. It's nice to have physical yes. reminders of, you know, this stone gives me tranquility. This stone is love and protection. It's just a nice thing you could do to try to, like, love yourself in the midst of the burning down world. I just like it. Yeah, so the only, um, I guess the only real experience I've probably actually had with crystals was uh, there was a restorative yoga class that we used to go to. Um, oh, yeah. That, I miss that. That one's good. That was so that good. That the teacher always brought, you know, the crystals with different, like, it was grow, love, you know, yeah. like, different themes, strength, you know. I would stick it on my third eye and lay and there. I will say that, um, to Sydney's point about, like, having something tangible, and so... And the, the class was always very meditative anyway because it was restorative, and so there was a lot of, um, you know, quiet, silent time. And I felt, I found it helpful if I needed to kind of, you know, set my intention or thought of like what I Mm -hmm. wanted for that class to also have that, you know, that crystal as a reminder, um, to help kind of focus and bring my attention back to that, especially when my mind started to wander. But as far as like, I, you know, I don't, I know that the, and even our teacher was pretty serious about, you know, putting it out near a full moon and cleansing the energy and all that yes. stuff. So I, I don't know about any of that. I really haven't looked into that yes. enough, but, um, 
I would say is a helpful meditation tool. I do appreciate it. I'm not sure about anything. And also, I just think if you're if you're going through something, if some days you're like, I don't know if I could do this anymore, just go ahead and get yourself the crystals, the mm-hmm. singing bowl, mm-hmm. the salt lamp, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a Persian rug that's mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. a disco ball. Like, just get all Thank the you, things. Thank you, and just, the disco you know, ball as well. Get all the things. Incense. Okay, I will this say is, that this is, if yeah, you are and if you are close-minded to these things, it's not going to be helpful. So yeah, like, right. if you're not feeling it, like don't don't try it. Don't worry are about it. Are you sad and close-minded? <laughs> Open your mind. <laughs> Brought to you by Dao De Jing, a playfully serious rendition by Jeff and Stacey Mountain. Get it on Amazon today. Buy it for a friend for whatever winter holiday you got, but friends. Eventually we'll be selling our yeah. sack of crystals online. I'm joking. We will send you. We will send. Okay, so here's where I'm going yeah, with I this. might, but I will bless them personally. For, and full moon cleanse them we've, too. The, yeah. We've had a long lead up. I love it. Let's do this all the time. But the, what I want to get to for the dear listener is w- there are ways that we going in, maybe a little naive, but you know, we know there's always weirdness. Going into these spaces as people that weren't from this kind of zone, mm-hmm. coming from conservative Christianity, there are ways in which I think we've got at least an interesting perspective on it. And the first thing I want to say is, uh, if I'm thinking about potential problems, I've just listed off a bunch of potential problems. Number one is pseudoscience and um, the potential for manipulation and, and financial abuse. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and what I mean by this is there are people that sell tinctures and botanicals that are great, but they'll like, you know, they'll take this herb, they'll look something up on the internet. There are these kind of... Grifters. Yeah, grifters. Grifters and, and gurus. Yes. Anyone who's coming in as a guru who's like, if you don't buy my cleansed crystals, like yes. th- if they're like threatening you with it... Yeah, and they're telling you it's real. scientifically the only one that works or you have to have this kind of magic yeah. where they turn the magic into a way to hustle. I think that's a thing that people need, we need to call that out because, you know, if people are saying, hey, Jeff and Stacy, they're like, hey, good job. You got out of culty Coltsville, you know, mm. uh, then you got out now of like the medium a, cool Christian You don't Christian have a pastor, zone. now you have a guru. Right. Or yeah. now you're not spending money, giving money to a church to, to, you know, save souls in Africa, but now you're giving money to like some some bougie lady in, in San Jose who's selling, you know, like the ayahuasca oil, which friends, if you want to give us a present for Christmas, I would love it. Uh, I, like the ayahuasca, you put a little also oil crystals. on. crystals. I mean, we'll crystals, take Crystals, we'll take them all. But so here, but here's the point. I think there's a parallel here between the new age world and the Christian world. And mm-hmm. it's this, there are a lot of people over the centuries that have recognized myth and metaphor within the Christian dialogue, within the Christian uh, ritual. And when you do that, it can be very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of high church Anglicans that are very progressive human beings that are very spiritual human beings. Think about Alan Watts himself. He's this Buddhist Taoist kind of guy and he gets a job as a, as a priest because it's kind of like, there's just a spiritual space. You oh, can yeah. rock it like Hindu. You can rock it Kabbalistic, uh, Kabbalistic, uh, Jewish. You could do it Sufi. Basically you've got your cultural traditions. As long as you don't take them too seriously, mm-hmm. it can be a lot of fun. When you think, I mean, in a church service, what there's often, um, candles, there can be bells, mm-hmm. little crackers, eat Jesus's body, <laughs> but like, but, but like in a way, then, right. And then it, even it can be helpful. Even that, some of yeah. the songs are, you know, more like ritualistic, you know, like they're like chants, right? Yes. They can, um, they're, and then it we could be like a mantra kneeling. or a kirtan. Right. Yeah. There's the kneeling and standing and, you know, so all You're doing posh, yoga. Yeah, it's not, different it's not as flexible, but yeah. So, so, but you see, 
but the problem comes when you read the book of Genesis like a um, like a science book. When right. you start doing that, then you have all these other problems that develop. And the two th- problems that develop, first, you totally screw up existing in the world. You don't trust science, therefore you destroy the environment. You don't trust science of the mind, therefore you don't trust psychologists when they say there's such a thing as gender uh, nonconformity that is not uh, something that is like a problem, right? Like you don't trust the authorities. You don't trust the vaccinations. You don't trust the authorities. You believe the world is flat, whatever kind of nonsense flowers from the, the silliness of fundamentalist Christianity. You don't have a Trump telling people straight out lies and people applauding. I don't think unless you have totally warped people's critical thinking across America with anti-intellectual American fundamentalism. I think there's just no doubt in my mind that there's a connection between that idiocy of what went down in the political realm and fundamentalists making people not think for themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I would also say, um, I know this is kind of going back on some of the, the rituals and like what I was saying with the different stuff in church, but if we confuse it and say that this we're doing this for God versus this is a helpful tool for yes, us to get right. outside of our own minds and, and enter into a new space. So, you know, when we are doing these things because we think that we're pleasing some sort of divine entity or or a God, if you will, or whatever, I think you're you're missing the point yeah, of like, that do it for practice. Yourself. Love yourself. But do you're it doing it you matter. But you're doing it also to like center yourself and get yeah. out of your mind and your crazy thoughts, you know? Um and so if you're, but if you think you're, you've got to like kneel and stand up and do all these different things because, because that's what God Good wants point. for you, you know? I, well, yeah. That's like a classic, like Christian thing where it's like, oh, okay. It's just suffer all of this life. You're and not like, supposed maybe to enjoy God it. will see you. I yeah. think you should be Flagellation. enjoying the beauty in life. And, you know, if something makes you feel positive or better for yourself, why should you deprive yourself of that? Why would God want that? Yeah. We need, I, I think one of the things we've noticed, Stacy and I at least have noticed, that leaving the world of that mystery, even though I think that our version of conservative Christianity took out too much mystery and tried to treat it like science, that's the problem, right? Like treating, treating like... Uh, apothecary intinctions as if they are pharmaceuticals misses the point, Mm -hmm. right? You're communing, you're kind of vibing with this plant and the spirit of this plant. I think there's something to what that means. But if you confuse that for taking your actual medication, then you can sometimes run into trouble. That's, that's part of the problem. Uh, But there was this time when we were in Everett with the family, Stacy and I were there with the kids. We were at this Episcopal church you know, and the only time we really have ever gone to like a fun like time with church was with you with the was at Episcopal Cathedral like for that was the, Ash Wednesday. for an Ash Wednesday. You know, like so so we've done this just a few times, but every time we do it, we love it that Episcopal thing. We go there though because I wanted to connect in some ways with this woman who was an anthropologist who was dying, and I, I she was my friend and she was a professor at my school. I had hired her to teach an anthropology elective. And we just hit it off. And so I was speaking at the Episcopal Church on, on Epic of Gilgamesh or something. And she, she came and um, then she said, hey, you know, stick around for this, the Good Friday uh, thing. And there was this cross that had all these nails in it. And she was dying and she was suffering. 
And in the middle of the service, there was this part where you go up and kiss the, the ugly cross. And I just said to the kids, I said, kids, we are not going to go and do this That's superstition. That's a little rough. We're not going to go kiss <laughs> this. We're not going to go kiss this cross. But then I saw this dying woman get up and I saw the connection between the absurdity of the cross as a beautiful image of, of a guy, Jesus, who being authentic and loving his neighbor and embodying the divine in this ugly world was responded to by being executed on a cross, right? Like you don't have to have any supernatural belief. You don't have to have any religious belief, but there is something beautiful about a woman who's racked with pain and is embracing or kissing this, this image of another human being who also in love suffered pain. Right. And at that point I said, you know, family, we're going to have to go kiss that cross too. And everybody goes, yeah, this is like, this is that time. And so understanding in that context, understanding what that really was, that to me was powerful. Eating the bread with her for the last time, we had a last meal together. That was powerful, mm-hmm. right? That was the thing. And I think that was, you know, in, in many ways, that's, that's the kind of the whole story of how religion takes this spiritual magic and screws it up. But anyway, mm-hmm. did you have... A thought on this one. So, so anyway, but, but what I'm really getting to, number one, pseudoscience and manipulation and abuse. My, my key point, though, is that in addition to the gurus, um, if you start thinking as if you can cure all of these mm-hmm. physical, material ailments with these spiritual things, you're kind of missing the point. You need to be able, I think, and this is just me, you can jump in however you guys want to, but I'm saying, I think that one thing, if you're going into these spaces, is it can be very helpful I wouldn't really have been able to survive the last year without these silly new agey things in my life. And they've really been helpful. I even use the mala beads where I meditate. Mm, I, I mm-hmm. say I, when I get overwhelmed, when I have an anxiety attack. I take these mala beads, which some people can laugh at uh, and also say it's cultural appropriation. We'll talk about that on another show or a little bit later in a second. Actually, I go to each bead and I say, I love Augie. I love Sydney. I love Stacy. And I go through all my family and then I go through the dog. And then I, then I say, um, I love all sentient beings. And then I take a deep breath. And then I say, I love myself, mm-hmm. which is like always the worst. I hate that. And then I go back and I love, and I do this, right? I don't think I could have, and this is like these, these, these beads that I've got some kind of spiritual energy visualized, you know, mm-hmm. as attaching to it. And um, that's really helpful. So I don't recommend that people don't use that in their lives. I think what I'm saying is I left the church world, the church-related higher education world, because I saw that there was a a line that I could draw between people being sexually abused and people being told that the earth was 7,000 years old. And I really, I know this is now like, I'm I'm in danger of alienating myself from my my new besties in in the kind of the spiritual realm, right? But I think that if you tell people these things that are not scientifically true in ways that are scientific, right? Mm -hmm. And then you make people deny the reality that is existing. This is a spiritually toxic thing, and it leads to people being able to be manipulated. This is what happened with the Roshi in Mount Baldi, the Zen master. There are people that are in these positions of taking people who are help, uh, needing help, and they're telling them things that are helpful about chakras and meridians and all this. They're using it to manipulate and exploit people. So we've already talked, yeah, a little bit about how like any of the magic that works, it would do that. But I just think, you know, a lot of the, there's a lot of anti-vax people within the new age world. 
Well, and I think that kind of often goes along with, you know, the sometimes stereotypical yoga wine moms that, you know, they might be like, oh, yeah, this is all great, but they don't really believe it at all. It's more just like they say all of this stuff to have an identity of being happy because they're not happy. Yeah, you're on the right track. Yes, this is what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's getting that. Let me hold off on that because that is exactly the last one we're gonna we'll talk about is spiritual bypassing. So let me run through these other ones really quickly because I think I, I really am champing at the bit for this last one. Uh, a second pitfall that people can fall into is cultural appropriation. I want to do a whole show on that, especially as it relates to the question: is is it cultural appropriation for Alan Watts to bring? Eastern philosophy to the Western world. I do not believe it is. I believe that in human solidarity, we are all suffocating uh, under a colonial version, uh, a colonizing version of ideology that's tied to a fake kind of Christianity that's not really authentically tied into the Jesus tradition. And I think that for those of us who suffer under this capitalist society, the rat race, the struggle that we're in, we need yin medicine well and, the, yeah. yeah so what i one of the things that i feel about that is if it's medicine it's medicine and bring that to all people right panhumanist now you know? is there a way now, i think that there are people because some of this stuff does work um they will then twist it into their own for their own advantage or you know and and manipulate things or whatever with that. And that is where it becomes harmful. But if it's just sharing these, like, you know, what the medicine that meditation is for people, like, I, I think that that deserves, everybody should be able to have the medicine. And then it doesn't make sense to like say, Oh, well, if you're a Western, you just can't participate in this. I don't know. Um, And in the same reason, I'm not like traditionally religious at all, but you know, if some like, elderly grandma comes up to me and hugs me and, you know, wants to pray for me or something. And they do it in a way, not out of judgment, but out of like pure love. You're right there. I accept that even though I don't agree with that because it's, it's, if she was doing it in a way to kind of, take digs at me or condemn my life or and whatever, that's happened to or past you. judgment. That's I've had you. both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Then it's a different thing. But someone, anyone who's genuinely trying to help you yeah. versus somebody who's trying to manipulate you, manipulate yeah. you or judge you or make you feel bad. Or use that's something different. As magic. Like, where is it coming from? What's the intention? Yeah. Now we started out by kind of you know, maybe defending ourselves as, you know, white people interested in these exotic things. This mm-hmm. was part of the whole thing with the sixties. A lot of these really interesting insights and, and folks that were getting excited about Eastern philosophy and religion they they were affluent white kids, you know, but they needed it. And they, I think you can see that there's a line that you could draw between people's spiritual awakening, people like Ram Dass and, uh, and uh, Alan Watts just kind of turning people onto this other stuff. I think this had a profound un- uh, effect on the way people thought about their own careers, about the Vietnam War, about the war on drugs, 
about like police brutality, like there's something very helpful there. And so to the extent that it's helpful, that's cool. Here's the things though, friends, do you want to watch out for if you're kind of new to the scene? Um, don't be, don't be posting on your, uh, your, uh, your social media about your spirit animal. Like you're just like, Hey, I don't really know a lot about native American culture. And maybe you have an animal that's really connecting, you know, you, you feel like some kind of connection with, I'm talking about where, you know, like, um, even like things like we've had it, but like the dream catcher is kind of questionable white people with dreadlocks. If you're not an actual, you know, Rastafarian probably shouldn't do it. Although I will say dreadlocks have gone around the world. There's dreadlocks in a lot of uh, indigenous cultures in around the globe, but it's just like, it's not cool. I wouldn't do that when normally that's not necessarily the way to go. Um, and certainly not commodifying, uh, or, um, uh, using like, uh, cultural, uh, material culturalist fetishes, right? So a Virgin Mary, you know, maybe, I don't know, even that's kind of fun, but you know, you're not Catholic, uh, you you or you uh, you use uh, like these kind of symbols from other religions as trinkets, you know, as opposed to something that you are are connecting with and understanding. It's, I mean, using it to sell a T-shirt with like a Ganesha or a Dao like a Dao symbol, or fake Rumi quotes on Instagram or fake Lao Tzu quotes. Like these, there is a there is a there is a way in which that can be a problem. So just you know you want to watch out for it. Uh, number four. The problem, there's another trap, and that is uh, kind of, I just want to call it equity, but um, there's the problem of new age stuff being really for wealthy people or mm. affluent people. I can't, I can't afford right now to go to yoga. Mm. And I kind of really need it. Like, I've never needed yoga so much as I have in the last month, like several months, and we do it with you, Stacey, but I could really use going to a yoga studio Even once that, or twice I mean, a week. we haven't done that with me very much lately no but i mean should start that yeah yeah. but i mean but the but the cost though is like i need everybody to be able to access that Mm -hmm. and it's usually not that cheap yeah and it's just a space to sit you Mm -hmm. know so if you're if you're worried about getting your kids good food it feels really selfish sometimes you know to be shelling out money for a yoga studio um so i think that's something I, i think we just need to all be aware of it um uh indigenous people on this land that has been stolen from them where we're standing, they can't afford to go and just sit, (laughs) you know, like that's, that's a problem that we got to, and it's not just that in these same places when Sydney was talking about the grifting, I loved our yoga studio back in uh, Costa Mesa, California, but it was really weird that I would go in there and buy like slave labor material sweat pants for 90 bucks yeah and the yoga process itself did like you know do something to keep me physically healthy and make me less depressed but it's a little disheartening when there's you know hundred dollar eighty dollar sports bras that were factory made in china yeah for yeah. sale next to the crystals by the yeah. way and it's it's a little you know that part of it i don't like and it's fair to say stacy there's a there's like there's a kind of a hustle sometimes in it where it's kind of like in multi-level marketing it's easier to find opportunities to go train and you know get like a yoga teacher certification they the people are hustling hustling that all day long because it's kind of like they're going to make more money. There's more money in getting people to take the classes than there is to just signing up in the class. Yeah. Um, or at least sometimes it feels like. Well, and, and the other key way of making money is 
the extra workshops. And so, you know, you have your subscriptions that only bring in so much, but if you offer, you know, a workshop on a certain, you know, topic or something, you know, either it could be like a weekend long thing or just a one day Saturday thing that, you know, when you charge anywhere from 35 to 45 bucks or maybe even more, depending on, you know, what exactly it is that they say that that's what has how a lot of the studios do make um, money. And so they even encourage their yoga teachers to come up with workshops right. that they will offer. And to yoga <laughs> st- studio people, like what else are you going to do? You want to go do like a, a slaughterhouse? No, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Stacy, <laughs> this is, is her, part but, of her life you know, And I will say, I mean, here's the thing. we should think about. Here's the thing too. With <laughs> This is what I think is really sick about our society. What you, you have to have a certain amount of money to have insurance to, to get even cared for in any way. You know, you have to have a certain amount of money to have therapists, you have, you know, so all these things that are just things that you would hope that you think that anybody should be able to have access to. They don't like right now we can't afford healthcare. I mean, I, I'm even, this is funny. Sydney's the only person who has the the healthcare. I'm only laughing at it. You're responsible. It's like, you know, still it's like, even if I had the, time to not be working enough to spend time to find a therapist who I clicked with a lot of my stress is also like financial so I'm not like I'm gonna pay somebody all this money to sit there and tell them why I'm stressed and they're just a psychology major who's gonna tell me the same thing of like oh you know I'm sure it's really hard to exist without your life partner I'm like yeah and like, you know, they don't give me any tools. I tried the better help thing, but I didn't really like that at all. That should be a whole nother um, show. Yeah. We'll it, feels like, it feels like it feels kind of like we're never going to get sponsored by we. Well, the, and the thing, we, but wait, wait, I was going to say, it's kind of like the, it's like kind of like the Uber of, um, of the mental health world. It's not that these aren't necessarily great therapists. It's that they're not in a situation that's conducive to being their best. And I even will if say, if great. I had never explored my own mind, if yes. I had never created like building blocks of exploring myself, it might be very helpful to do something like that. But to me, it just felt like I'm not getting any new information, and I basically feel yeah. like I have a babysitter for an hour who's constantly looking at the clock, and yeah. they're just reaffirming everything I say. I was talking to a trauma therapist the other day, and they, uh, she affirmed to me that, uh, that as a professional clinical psychologist, she recognized that this is actually a problem, and I wouldn't mind doing a show on it in the future because she said not only is it a problem um, just in terms of like what kind of quality you're going to get, um, because these, these people are not getting paid a lot and they're overworked. But more importantly, um, this is a for-profit company that's collecting your data. Right. So if you go to a, if you go to a professional psychologist in a, in like a medical center, uh, or a psychiatrist, they have certain rules that they're going to follow about your confidentiality of your information. But now, um, you know, like I can't help it. I'm not accusing anybody of this, but I can't help but thinking after going to use some of these services, I'm not getting certain like medical ads tailored to what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Weird. Like that yeah. would be weird. I'm not sure that's true. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know. It's just, anyway, but, but and it, so it is interesting to consider because a lot of, you know, some of these, you know, podcasts and stuff are like, Oh yeah, that, this is a good one. I'll take better help as an advertisement, but yeah. it, it may not be as, it's as almost good like as better. It sounds. Yeah. And, yeah. and from what I remember, and it was either either 60 or $80 a week. Um, and, you know, if you're paying the full price, 
Um, and who can afford that? In, yeah, I only you know, did it because I got a voucher from somebody. But I'm like, yeah. this is a waste of my time. I'm and gonna go by on the a way, walk. I think it's we eighty say bucks a week. If you need, if this is the only way you can get help, you need to talk to somebody. Go get help. Oh, absolutely. We are not saying, yeah. And I'm not yeah. negative on therapy yeah. if it's working for you. Yes. This was just my specific experience. I feel like it benefits me more talking to another widow than just someone who got a degree who's going to just restate everything I'm saying. And yeah. to be fair, you could have maybe even tried different people. You could right. have, you know, if you and yeah. possibly gotten somewhere else. I'm, I'm just saying that you had, you tried a couple um, and didn't quite connect. I want a therapist who's like been through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? well, that, that person yeah. can tell me what's up. And, and, but this is the key. We, used to be a human species that was able to have those wise human beings in our lives. And now they are called witches or whatever, you know, but I mean, like we used to have a village where you would have wisdom and, and spiritual healers and just wise elders that would help you out. We're so disconnected. We're so fragmented. And so we need these things, but these are kind of cheap imitations of what our ancestors would have, would have wanted, would have cultivated. But here's, but here's where I'm going with it. What you're talking about, we're not here to just, Dis on one or one other mo mode of, of healing. It's to say that the people who really need this stuff cannot Don't possibly have afford it. To well, it. we know of somebody and that there's so many flaws in the yeah. system. The whole thing needs to just be reformed and yes. not just you know. We're all like we're all jacked up. Our brains are jacked up because of capitalism. We have extra anxiety because of capitalism. We're driving down the the highway and we're stressed and people are angry and they're pissed off at us and we're pissed off at the world, all because we're trying to hustle and. We wonder why we're messed up and in, in, in anxious, and then somebody's selling us the solution. Mm -hmm. Like, they make us crazy, and then they, they <laughs> sell us the solution to crazy. Well, and, and I'm not trying to use that in an ableist way. I'm no, just but, you know, trying to be silly. But Here's the other thing, though, and because you say, yeah, like, they make us crazy, and then, you know, but here's the thing. Often, too, it's you get Band-Aids. Just different Band-Aids. Right. Because the problems are rooted in society and the way right. that we are, have conducted our our world the way that we function you know our our capitals our work environment our country the way all of it it's like so systematic and and notice, even and, yeah. i don't want to say the name of the company for obvious <laughs> reasons but so this was a company that i originally just got my birth control pills from and then they start sending me emails like feeling a little down question mark with like a sad chick and then all of a sudden she's dancing with her dog and they're like pop this candy it's called prozac that'll make you feel better but like just every day every day i get emails yeah. like this you're getting hustled for pills and it's like yeah, a yeah. i mean you know i do probably need some kind of medication that works for me but why is like just some online ad really trying to get me to get like 15 bottles of Prozac. It's suspicious. Who's, who's, where's the money going on this one? Yeah. Thank you so much, friends, for joining us for this episode of the Protect Your Noggin podcast. You want to join in on the conversation? We'd love to respond to your questions or comments on a future show. You can record a message by going to protectyournoggin.org and clicking on the blue voice message button. And don't worry about getting it perfect since you'll have five minutes and a chance to preview your message before sending. You can also send an email if you're not comfortable with leaving a voice message. 
Please also follow us on Twitter at the PYNP and rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you found this show of any help, uh, why not share it with a friend? Until next time, peace upon peace, friends. But he said that wasn't any letter. He said I was going out of my mind. Not going out of your mind. You're slowly and systematically being driven out of your mind. Why? Why? That's because you found this letter low too much.